I want to tell you this morning that I believe in the church. I believe in the church. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, says when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, who do men say that I am? So they said, well, some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Others say Jeremiah. And some others say some, one of the prophets. But he said unto them, who do you say that I am? Let me pause right there. That's a very good question. Who is Jesus to you? Are you ashamed of it? Are you ashamed to tell other people that you are a follower of Jesus? We're, we're known as Christians because he is the Christ, the one that was promised. Now he's been faithful. He's been faithful to every promise he has ever made to us. And when you stop and think about all the good things that God has done, wow. Wow. But he said, who do you say that I am? Some people say, well, I just don't believe in this religion stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you that ain't all bad. God wants a relationship, not just religion. Not just a form. Not just an empty tomb. I am. I like, I don't have one, but I like model trains. And I got this thing on my internet, it sends to me almost every day, uh, some guys reporting about their model trains and all that stuff. And I was looking at that the other day and I, 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 was, I was noticing they had the, 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 the scenes where you could see the skies, birds flying, because they're not flying, it's just a picture. You know, uh, you, you, they had to model houses and buildings and homes, and roads and cars and, and, and animals, trains running. The only thing running was the train. But I want to tell you something. This life is a real life. And I, and I looked at those scenes and I thought, oh, how beautiful that is. I'd like to have something like that. But then again, why? There's no life to it. Amen. Jesus said, I've come that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. And yet I am amazed at how many people, <laughs> uh, I could say they must be brain dead or something. Amen. But they're in ignorance because they do not know who Jesus really is. Amen. Now, you are not just a, a figure on his model road or figure on his uh, setting for the little things that he wants to do. Amen. Can I tell you that you are the most important? Yes. You know, I, I, I have found myself preaching. It's not all about you. That's right. One day the Holy Spirit corrected me. He said, yes, it is. That's why Jesus died. It wasn't about him. Amen. It was about you. Amen. That's why he said, for we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. It's all about you. Yes. That's what, no wonder he said, 
uh, in my father's house are many mansions, and, and, and I'm going to go prepare a place for me. Yeah. No, he didn't say that. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So that means you are important. So turn to your neighbor and say, You're, you are important. Now, wait, wait, wait one minute. Turn, turn to him and look him in the eye and tell them you are important. Oh, oh, Peter, he said, he said, when you said, who do you say I am? Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. You didn't find that in the book somewhere. The Holy Spirit revealed that to you. Can I tell you this morning that God, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, is still trying to reveal Jesus yes. to his people? Yes. He said, and you're Peter, which means the rock. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, I want you to know I believe in the church. Amen. I believe in the church. I, years ago, when I was in school, uh, it was a while back, uh, we had a day where, where we were studying world history. And what they would do, the, the, the man with his family would come, and he, he, he'd get into an area, and he said, I'm going to build a city. Yeah. And he would build some buildings, two or three buildings, and then he would begin to build a wall around those buildings, and that was his city. Yes. But the thing was, what he would do, he would take his oldest child and place him up in that wall, and hate the kids alive, and build bricks up over him, bury him in the walls with the idea that the young boy's spirit would always guard the city. Then he'd take his next child, and, and, the, and every wall he had, he had somebody, his kid, one of his children, buried alive in those walls. Was well, the idea that we're going to protect the city. I travel a lot since I drive a charter bus, and a lot of times I come over a hill and I'll see a town down here. And when I see the town, I look specifically for the steeples. Because the steeples is where the church is. Amen. And the church is really the walls around that town. Yes. Now, what does that mean? That means that they're keeping the evil spirits out. Yes. But now, everybody doesn't, doesn't stay away from evil spirits because some people got they're full of them. Oh, amen. <laughs> amen. What we used to say back home, but they're full of the devil. That's what it is. <laughs> but, but the thing is, uh, when you think about the church, the church is a thing that tries to keep the society in line because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. 
Now, if Jesus is building the church, first of all, it's, I know the church is not perfect. Anybody here know that? Put your hand down. Don't people look at you. Uh, but uh, the church is not perfect, but it is the only thing going. Amen? And, you know, some people say, well, there's too many hypocrites. Well, there's room for one more. Uh, sometimes I say, well, it's, you know, you just got to be a wimp to go to church. Well, not necessarily. It takes, it takes some fortitude to be a good church member. Hello? Why do we need the church? Well, first of all, it's God's idea. Jesus said, I will build my church. It does not, I don't care what you say, it does not belong to a specific family. Now, thank God we got families that come, the whole family comes, and that's wonderful. Praise the Lord for that. Amen? We're not against that. Amen? But the church belongs to the Lord. The church is a place where we can come and be refreshed. How do you get refreshed? Well, you get refreshed because in the presence of the Lord, you are refreshed. You know, I watch a lot of westerns, and I guess you do too. I, I, some of you do. Uh, but the good guys do. <laughs> but you'll see them when, they, when they're driving those cattle, one thing they want to do is get to the water. Get to the water. Why? Because they're dry. They're empty. Can I tell you, we live in a dry, spiritually speaking, a dry world. That's why you need to get to the water. And Jesus said, from your innermost beings shall flow rivers of living water. You'll never thirst again. Hallelujah. You'll never thirst again. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit. It's God, the Holy Spirit, living in you. So now I've never seen God. Well, look at some good Christians sometimes. You'll see where he's at. You see his handiwork. Yeah. I was I was made to uh, realize this little truth the other day. My wife had to go to the hospital, as most of you know, because y'all been praying for her. She had a pneumonia, and uh, they say congestive heart failure. And uh, I'm gonna tell you that she's a walking miracle. Can I tell you that? Well, hey, it don't matter. Nobody cares. 
Well, first of all, you know his reputation. He's a liar. Yeah, yeah that's right. He's a liar. <laughs> I mean, he is a liar. He, listen, if he, can, if, if he can talk the angels, a third of the angels, to get out of heaven and go to hell, he pretty good settled. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So don't be too shocked when he starts trying to pick on you. Yes. But be more vivid and say, hey, wait just a minute. Yes. <laughs> I know in whom I have believed. Amen. Who do you say Jesus is? He is my redeemer. Not only did he redeem me, he is my defender. He protects me. Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up the standard. The devil said, the devil said, well, if she makes it through the night, I don't think she will. But if she does, she'll be just a vegetable. I said, honey, you're the prettiest tomato I've ever seen. He's my rock. He's my rock, she said. Amen. It's not what people say. It's what God says. It's what God says. We need the church. You need the church. And if you're not in a church regular, you need to get in one regular. Because I'm here to tell you, regularity helps you. <laughs> something that's already the greatest. That's, that's something in it. Something about it. How do I magnify God when God is already the greatest? If he were the greatest, then there'd be room to magnify him, make him greater. But you can't make him greater because he's already there. He's already the greatest. Right? Let me tell you how you do it. The Bible says God inhabits the praise of his people. So the more of God you want in your life, the more praise you give him. Now, is that magnifying God? No. What it's doing is giving him more room in your life. More room in your circumstances. More room in your situations that you're going through. More rooms in your battles. And when the enemy comes in and says, he's not, she's not going to make it through the night, God just says, I got this. You know, the, the Bible gives us a, 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 the meaning of, of faith. Faith is what we believe, right? Faith to me is really when Jesus said, do you trust me with this? Do you trust me with this? And you say, yes, Lord, I trust you. 
Stand back and see the battle being won. The children do have to stand back from the Red Sea and watch it open up so they could go across. Now, how did they do it? They did it because they heard a word from God through the man of God who was Moses at that time. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You know, sometimes it's hard for us to be still. It's hard for us to listen. It's hard for us to be quiet. Because right now your mind's running over and over and over and over. You got things going through your mind right now. They ain't got nothing to do with this service. Amen. So you just need to tell them to be quiet. <laughs> so how do you know? I'm human too, you know. But the thing is, God, God said, Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, when, when, when Jesus said, I will build my church. How did he do that? First of all, he offered the sacrifice yes. that was necessary. He said, no man takes my life. I give it. Amen. When he laid down on that cross, when he had it on the ground, and he stretched that arm down, and they put those nails in his hands, and in his feet, and he stood that cross up. He built his church. So is it a novel thing? No, sir. Is it a real thing? You better believe it. Is it powerful? Yes, it is. He died on that cross, but he rose from that grave. He's not just a figure in a book. He's not just a character that we read about in a book. He's inside of you through the Holy Spirit if you receive it. If you receive it. Now you're going to go through storms. You're going to have some trials. Somebody one time said life is not fair. Somebody else said go to Lowe's, get a ladder, and get over it. But I'm here to tell you that if you would turn your heart to Jesus Christ, he will make a difference in your life. Yeah, but I'm too, I'm too this, I'm too that. Yes. Whatever you think you're too, he's the one for you. Amen. There's nothing in your life he can't change. Amen. There's nothing in your life he can't make better. Amen. He can set you free. Yes. The chains that hold you are strong. I grant you, they're strong. But he is strong. The Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Because he's the strongest. I believe in the church. I believe in supporting the church. I believe in our attendance ought to be there every chance we get. Why? Can, can, can you imagine this with me? The pastor has got his hands full. He's thinking about you. He's praying for you. God's thinking about you. God's talking to the pastor about you. Yeah. And he said, now listen. <coughs> what they need, what they're going through is this. And he'll describe your situation to the pastor. 
And he, he might not he buy it, but he might not put a name on it. But when a pastor gets down to studying and he gets the Bible and he opens it up, Lord, what shall I preach Sunday? What kind of series should I preach? God begins to give him the word. Yes. Sometimes I have had it where I had it, man, I had the thing down. I mean, one, two, three, but whatever you see, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was right there. And I thought, whoo, this is going to be a good one. And I, I get to the church. And all at once, the Lord says, I'm going to change that. Yes. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's got a word for you. Amen. He's got a word for you. Yes. Now, let me say this. We are one of five people. You are one of five people. Okay? Are you ready for this? You might want to jot this down somewhere. First of all, there's a guy that you think... You are. I know me. <laughs> I know me. Oh, do you? Then the second one is the guy you think they think you are. Have you ever had your time when you when you get around certain people you do something stupid? Because you feel like that's what they expect of you? Has anybody here beside me done that? Thank you, brother, for being honest. <laughs> rest of you just don't say a word. Okay. But you know what I'm talking about. But then that, the third person that you are is the person that they really think you are. You think they think you're cool. When the truth is they really think you're a fool. Then the fourth person is the person that you really are. That's why you need friends. Friends who will know you for who you really are. Friends who will say, I know who you are and I love you anyway. Amen. I love you anyway. God's always working on those four people. But the fifth one is the most important one. You see, the fifth one is the one that God says we are. The devil says, you're a liar. God says, no. You're changing that. The devil says, you're a sinner. The Lord says, you're going to be a saint. Amen. The devil says, you're a loser. God says, no, you're a winner. Amen. So the thing is, we need to find out what God is saying as to who we are. And let's walk in that line. Change your thinking. I had a guy one time come to the car lot while I was working with Milton White and Toyota in one of my former lives. And uh, he said, I tell you right now, once I make a decision, I never change my mind. I'm not going to buy the truck today, but I'm looking for a certain truck. And if I find it, I may come back tomorrow. But I'm not going by to do not pressure me. No, sir, not me. Mm -mm. <laughs> so we get it, we find the truck, got all the goodies he wants. I mean, everything just, just like he described it. It's amazing. He wants the pavement, nickel Coca-Cola size. I take him to the F&I man up here, 
and, and he, he gets his payments down just right. But I, once I make a decision, I never change my mind. I ain't buying that truck tonight. Amen. And we were about to close. You know, the business was about to close. But I'm staying late because I got a customer here. So, he said, sir, all you got to do is sign this paper. No, I, I ain't buying a truck tonight. Now, let me ask you this. Y'all going to go in a, a, a blinder for this truck? I said, you know what? I had a friend one time who said, once I make a decision, I never change my mind. He said, I just make a new decision based on new evidence. Now, the evidence is this. If you sign that paper and drive your truck home, you can come back tomorrow and we'll put a bed liner in. If you don't sign that paper, you come back tomorrow, that bill is going to cost you about $350. He said, well, I'm not going to need a decision. <laughs> Sometimes we come to church and we say, well, I, 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 my mind made up. I am not going to that office. Not today. <laughs> Make a new decision based on new evidence. Amen. Jesus loves you. Yes. He's got some good things for you. He's guiding your steps. Amen. He's leading you. He said, I've come that you can have life and have it more abundant. Not, not just living, not just existing, but the abundant life. Amen. So as I close this morning, let me ask you this. Are you ready to live in that fifth dimension with God? Yes.